Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 69 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Marico. And we are just going to get right into it today to let everybody know that this will be a full spoiler episode talking about the finale of Game of Thrones. Yeah, we got we got pulled into the zeitgeist there. It felt like the kind of thing we had to do at this I point. have to talk about how I have just been battered into submission <laughs> in this <laughs> final season and how I'm now uh, morally bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, I do know uh, that you were not really a fan of this season very much. Well, I mean, I think if you, I know like you were okay with, with Danny's arc um, of just changing because you felt that it was sort of foreshadowed. Yeah, if, but if rushed in this final season. It's not that I didn't like what Daenerys became. Like, it, you know, change is fine. They've done that a lot in the show. It's kind of what makes it special. Um, but just because, in my opinion, you hint at some, some foreshadowing throughout, you know, seven or eight years, that doesn't make it good writing and it, it doesn't prove that she should have became what she was yeah yeah that's true i mean it did seem like it went a little overboard at times i mean she did spend seven seasons trying her darndest not to kill people and to then just, just like, be a great person you know and, and and like people said like oh it's just not what you like and you have to trust the writers but i feel that all of the other you know characters like the goal for Daenerys was to get her from from point A to point B sort yeah. of thing of you know she started this way but she ended up having to destroy all this but like every other character where something crazy happened to them I feel like you could understand it like even starting with like Ned like we're like Ned Stark died sure. but you're like well we can see why he told Cersei that he knew this and this is where you know it was going to lead or you know the, the craziness of the Red Wedding. But it was like, well, Rob made these choices. So it made sense. But Daenerys, they were like, we're going to take these two episodes and just say because we hinted at her saying and sometimes doing these actions that it justifies who she became. Yeah. I don't agree with. Yeah. It it just seems like it's kind of get mad at Weiss and Benioff for not accepting HBO's offer to do four more episodes mm -hmm. because it feels like this could have been a real great arc for the final season if they did just let it breathe and stretch it out a little bit about her going full on Mad Queen because Daenerys, like uh, Amelia Clark, did a really good acting job in this episode. Yes. Because when you see, we'll get into it, but when she does her scene with John, when she's explaining and, you know, asking him to join her. And she's got like that wide-eyed expression, like, "Don't worry, I know everything's the best, and we'll just go take over the world." And everybody, I know, but at that part, that was I'm, great. But if they would have built up to that for three episodes instead of just I felt like flipping in, the switch, in that point, she was just—they made her just completely like she was completely crazy. Oh yeah, and you know uh, that whole speech that she had was pretty. Oh, her Hitler, yeah, her Hitler triumph when speech. When you're listening to it, you're like, "Ooh, that's that's chilling stuff right there." I mean. Again, because I think it all really starts like the whole finale, you know, we can't discuss without discussing her her change in character. But so many characters have done brutal things like it really made me think of Arya has probably done the grossest, worst thing of everyone when she cooked the Frey boys into a pie. Yeah. Had the father eat it. Kind of forgot about that. Then actually. she just killed every Frey man. But 
that happened. Whoa, that's crazy, Arya. But if Arya had then decided to travel Westeros just killing women and children, it would not have been justified, even though she just did this really horrible thing. So to say that Daenerys burned some slave owners and burned some Dothraki that were going to enslave her, therefore led to her <laughs> just viciously killing all of these innocent people was totally whack. Oh, that first couple up, that first beginning of the episode with Tyrion walking through all the burned up bodies, I was like, "Ooh, that is some that's some good imagery right there." Like it's, oh, yeah. it looked horrible, but it looks really cool too. There was a lot of cool looking stuff in this episode. Like, I mean, I'm not going to argue. I can't argue that point. You can't. The acting in the cinematography has always been really beautiful, but this last season, I feel that there were lots of shortcuts and a oh, lot yeah. of unearned moments and things that didn't really flow for the character. So I went into this episode as open-minded as I could, and there was not much to salvage, in my opinion. <laughs> so now we should just really talk about all the things that happened that gave me just whiplash, because I was like, the whole time, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's what like, is okay, going I guess on? That's the way we're going? Sure. So the beginning I, I was okay. It was very dark. Um, I was okay with the tone. Yeah. Terrible things had happened. Tyrion and Jon are definitely having this moral dilemma of our queen has done this horrible thing, and how do we deal with it? I liked Tyrion throwing his hand badge off. Like I was like, okay. Yeah, that's something. You know, he's standing up for what he believes in, I'm, even though he knows how this story probably ends for him if he does that. Um, And even the moment with... With her and, and John, when she's like, you know, with her big eyes, like, it's going to be great. We'll kill everybody because we love them. And I was like, oh, boy, still over the top. Um, I did think that he was going to end up killing her. It, got, it seemed like that. Like, one or the other was taking out somebody it, in that room. Absolutely. And then the dragon recognizing symbolism and burning the throne to the ground was my kind of jump the shark moment. Okay, see, I had a little bit of a different thought on that because I feel like the dragons are smarter than people give them credit for. Like, everybody just kind of assumes that they're just mindless beasts. I always thought that there was some kind of thought process. So, in a way, I kind of think that he knew what Daenerys had planned and wasn't totally on board with it. How, I mean, how much credit... Like, elephants... And pigs are incredibly smart animals that have, like, some human sensibility, so sure. they say. But I don't see a pig being like, my mom's dead because she wanted to take over Westeros, and Westeros is represented by this Iron Throne, and I'm going to burn the Iron Throne and then take my mom away. <laughs> like, it was a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, the burning of the throne maybe was a bit much for me. I a little bit too on the nose. I feel like him not killing Jon because of, what, of him killing Daenerys, I think that was the dragon openly making a decision. He's like, okay, there's another Targaryen. My mom was kind of whacked out. I'm not going to kill this dude, even though I very easily this, could. It just seems like a lot for a dragon who at one point was scooping up and eating small children over the lands to now recognize all of these things. It just felt like a push. Like, I sure. liked him pushing Daenerys with his head and doing a very oh, pet. Oh, I felt so bad Oh, about yeah, that. That, was, that was super sad. But, okay, so all of that happens, and I'm still... You know, I'm on board and I'm accepting like I'm like, oh, there's pacing issues. I've got my rushed character development and tonal dissonance, but I am still on board. I kind of still have. Yeah, OK, go ahead. And then, Jacob, oh. it lost me to where I, I laughed for like the next 10 minutes. So we are to believe 
that Jon Snow kills Daenerys. He kills the queen that the Unsullied and the Dothraki just gave their whole lives for and have traveled and fought this battle and lost their comrades all for her in this moment. And Grey Worm supposedly comes in, sees, well, doesn't see, I guess John told him, like, I'll stab her in the heart because the dragon took her. Yeah, nobody and, saw it, actually. Nobody knows what happened in there. And they did not kill him. They put him in a semi-comfortable cell. And then Grey Worm was like, well, I guess I better summon the leaders of these other lands that I don't know at all. And I better have them come here so that they can have a meeting to discuss what I should do with these prisoners. And then I'll take one of the prisoners out. And while he's in handcuffs, I'll let him choose a new king who can then decide what to do with the guy who killed our wonderful queen. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah, okay, so that, I him getting out of there alive, I also was like, uh, no way. The second that the Unsullied and the Dothraki get in that room, they are going to just rip him apart mercilessly. Of course they are, and how did that council even get there? Who called all of these people? Yeah, we got a nice couple months jump there because everybody's beard's longer. More than a couple months for their beards to get that shaggy. Like, what was even going on? I mean, in theory, I could be talked into accepting Tyrion, not listening to him a little bit because he was the most recent hand of the queen and you know it's not like he you know, he did tra- betray her so I guess that kind of is a problem with that little idea too but I can sort of see why they would let him talk but man the fact that they just let him like we should the, pick the king the fact that Grey Worm and I got problems with that decision too we'll get into that in a oh, moments earlier Grey Worm is just slitting the throat of Lannister soldiers yep who didn't do technically anything, but just fought against his queen. That was enough for him to slit their throat. But then to see the man who stuck a dagger in her heart, they were like, well, we better keep this one prisoner. And then when they're like, well, we'll send him to the wall, to which Graham would be like, well, I don't even know what the Night's Watch is or anything. Yeah. Is there a Night's Watch? There's nobody. But that's that seems, ju- that seems just. I'm going to get on a boat. And we're all going to go, and I guess the Dothraki are going to go, too, even though they're like, why did we they ever ne- come here? For they, they what never, purpose? They never said what happened to them. Are they just roaming around the Six Kingdoms now? Well, like, we'd have, there'd be real trouble if yeah. they were. They were given nothing from all that they gave. I mean, depend, considering the fact that they never really have any kind of continuity on how many people are dying, there could be between uh, 50 and a. Oh, I mean, they just kept multiplying. All of her soldiers just kept multiplying after the Battle of Winterfell. So, okay. I did did laugh out loud when they laughed at the idea of democracy from Sam. That did make me. I did like how cheesy that was, but I did laugh at that. I hated that, too, because I felt like that was a real breaking the fourth wall sort of like, hey, viewers, (laughs) get it? Isn't it funny? And I was like, it's really not funny. Also, Sam and Game of Thrones, there was... A water bottle by his foot, like a plastic water bottle. Did they do it I again? See. Really? They did it oh again. Oh, my God. You thirsty people cannot, like, just wait while you're filming to not have a drink. You're <laughs> killing me. The HBO executives got to be like, come on, guys. Like, we got to edit this out again. It's bad enough with the I don't even cup. know if people saw it, but I know I saw, like, a water bottle. Well, I guarantee you they're going to see it. I'll, if we went on Twitter right now, you know. That's probably true. It's probably everywhere. So, okay, then we have the man in handcuffs. In handcuffs. He's the prisoner. Dirty as the day is long. And then they 
just oh the pacing they just rushed through and they were like who's gonna be the king and they're like let's add humor and have Edmund Tully talk mm-hmm. how hard did you have to rack your brain to remember who all these people were like it took me a minute like who is this dude and oh, then I, mo- thought, I thought he was dead I really did I thought he died years ago I forgot that he's been like a hostage this entire time mostly I couldn't um, handle the the glow up from the kid from the veil oh my god <laughs> I was like is that Robin jeez <laughs> Like he got hit with the, he must have been drinking that brand serum. He got real old real I quick. think that being away from his mother was probably a really, a really good thing. I still don't know who they all were. That guy with the bushy beard, I assume he's a North guy. No, no idea just, who that was. It just didn't matter. It just kind of, Sansa was in charge of everything. I also kind of laughed that the, uh, they had that new Dornish prince. I'm not even going to bother giving him a name. He's just a dude with a, re- with a gold shirt on that's just going to chill and look all comfortable in his in his seat. I mean, at that point, it didn't matter because there was no more plausibility in anything for me. But okay, so they're trying to pick a leader, and now I can't 100% fault it because if you take this objectionably, okay, pull yourself out and look. Bran, who by the way, Bran the Broken, has to be the most offensive oh, moniker ouch. in the I'm world. Like, first, my first act of my king. Give me a new name. Brand the broken, that ain't gonna fly, guys. You need to give me a new name and please make King's Landing as ADA accessible as Winterfell was, which yeah. apparently it is because he was already up and down. I mean, just you know, he's like, call me Brand the Raven, like, call me anything except for the broken. Does it like, have to terrible. be an alliteration? <laughs> like, come on. So, you know, but looking at him, you're like, well, he doesn't. <laughs> feel for anything nope. therefore he couldn't really be persuaded i guess to make bad decisions or want gold or have his own political gains because even though he totally did a homer move politically like five seconds later after they give him the crown what when they he just gives the north away even though oh, he's just like yeah sure whatever well because for the almost the entire show the like last half of the whole Like, all of these seasons, he has been, like, half tree, half wet cardboard character. (laughs) Like, he's incredibly annoying, emo Bran. So, it was really difficult to like him. He was like, I'm not a man. I can't be lord of anything because I'm not even Bran Stark. So, he can't be lord of Winterfell. No. But he can be king of everything. I mean, what? I mean, you remember, why like, did you do this to me, David and DB? Why did you do this to me? And he's already sitting out there being that huge jerk because of Mira Reed when he was just like, oh, you helped save me. You gave away your whole family. Deuces. Like, peace. And it's because he couldn't feel that empathy because he's no longer a person. Hello. The one who can't feel empathy is now the one who's really. And also, he made that comment of, why do you think I came? So it's like, if you could see the future, but you were still cool with letting all of these people yeah. burn to a crisp, that was okay because it meant you would end up on the throne? Like, you're pulling a Doctor Strange from Infinity War here, guy. Like, if you saw what was going to happen and you still let horrible stuff, it's not great. And plus, oh my God, I was so hoping that they were going to pull the trigger on King Davos because I'm like, guys, it's pretty obvious who's like the one who should be king in this thing. He just settled down everybody killing each other two seconds ago. He's sitting right there. He's like the smartest of the advisors that's left. It's like, just put <laughs> put like, him on the throne. Like, it's so obvious. I like that he's like, I don't even really know why I'm here. Yeah. I don't know he's like, I, I don't know if I get a vote. But, I don't know uh, what See, that's what, what I'm saying. That's the exact kind of thing. I'm like, put that guy in charge. He know he at least, you know, is going to be fair and balanced on everything. He's not going mean, to do horrible stuff. Bran might be that way. I think for me, the 
the only part that I was like, okay, like we'll get into the the Stark kids. Oh, so yeah. Sansa taking over the North, we were like, okay, because she really she has grown. Mm. She is a good like Queen of the North, Queen of the North. I was like, these people never get tired they of just, just yelling someone of the North. They are just <laughs> silly with wanting to yell about somebody in the King North. King of the I'm I mean Queen of the North now. Raise your sword. Some, something in the North. <laughs> Much. Um, and then Arya, like, who's now apparently a sailor out of nowhere. I mean, they can all sail. I love the Unsullied got a ship. I'm like, everybody just can sail yeah, thousands of miles. It's like That's an episode of Oprah or something. I thought it was so funny that they made that one of the longest scenes in the previous episode that they took their time with was Arya standing there staring at that white horse. And then riding away on it. So I was like, whoa, that's symbolic. And then the next episode, she's like, meh, here I am, just yeah, walking what, around. Yeah, like, what did she ride out of the city and be like, yeah, I'm going back? Like, I mean, where did she even ride the horse to? It, like, didn't, really, it didn't really mean anything. It no. didn't represent. If only Drogon had ridden out on a, on a white horse, he understands symbolism way better. So if, he would have done a better job. Because if Drogon did, the dragon riding a horse? Obviously, I'm, I'm, because I'm he's big on symbolism. He's like, I'm going to burn the Iron Throne. I'm going to do all these things um he's in his emo phase now he's like i'm just gonna make a point here and now they're just flying off just he's somewhere well we now. don't know where yeah. he is because we'll get into that of braun just being like hey somewhere far away brr. but i have complaints about that too as well oh. because okay my poor heart quick <laughs> quick point why are they talking later on that brand needs a master of whispers pretty sure if anybody in westeros does not need a spy master it is Bran Stark. I, I, I he, know. for sure, does not need to know what's going on. He, he he knows, guys. They were trying really hard to make it into some sort of comedy, I felt, at the end of, like, I wrote the book. It's called A Song of Fire and Ice. Get it? Could you imagine if they're like, Maester Martin George wrote this little I, thing of ice and fire? I'm surprised that they didn't. And, like, well, we're going to need some brothels. Like, I was, I was laughing but only at myself <laughs> for all fine. of the time that I had dedicated. I was fine with that. I was like, let's get a little more levity in here. I'm a, I never argue with some Bron when they get some of him in Okay, there. okay. Why would Bron be on this table when just recently Bron came to murder them and was pretty much like, I don't care about you or people. I will kill you. I am all about the highest bidder. That is the kind of person you want on this new world council? Well, are you kidding me? Come on, I mean, Ron. You trust him. I mean, you know. Why you, would he trust him? He almost killed him. If but he it, didn't. He could have, but he didn't. Because they offered him something better. If yeah. Cersei had offered him Highgarden, well, you, and there was nothing more to offer Bronn, then I guess he would have killed Jamie and Tyrion. Well, I think that he knows you can't compare Cersei and Tyrion because at least Tyrion will keep his word. Cersei will just kill you and lie to your face. At least Tyrion will be like, "All right, I'll pay you off." He paid him as much. Now he's like one of the most important people in Westeros. So morality so. should be determined on what someone can give you. No. If someone can give you something, then you're just a good person because he was going to get his reward. No, like, but you, you can sometimes t um, basically buying people. You can tell how people are going to react if you give them what they want. And Bron's always been, if you pay me enough, I'm fine with it. And he got paid like the max he's ever going to get. So he's like, yeah, sure, I'll be with you guys. See, so, like, you just, guys bought me off. I just disagree. I don't know. Like, I really liked Bronn. And had they not done that one thing where he, like, shot a crossbow at them and was going to kill them, I would have been fine with Bronn being a part. If Bronn had showed up and been like, Cersei wants me to kill you guys, obviously I'm not going to, but you better take care of me if I'm on your side. And they would have been like, of course. 
But he was like, I will kill you. I don't care who I kill. I want what I want. I just wasn't crazy about him being on the council. I'm, I'm happy that he made it. I'm happy he's still alive. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I like Bronze. So Master Coin, not sure if that's the job I would have given him, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, there will be so many brothels and bars like everywhere. But let's get back to Arya, Master Sailor. I Ar- thought that Arya was the Explorer. a little strange, too. I mean, I guess, but she's never... She's never ridden a boat. Like, like when has she done any kind of nautical Besides stuff? that, but she's never shown any interest or said, like, I want to explore. I always want to know what's outside of this. Like, I thought maybe she would stick around and be helpful, be a vigilante, make sure, sure. that things are kind of following Bran's new plan of peace. Kind of like a Westerosi Batman or something or like that. Or just go hang out with Gendry. I mean, that yeah. ended terribly. So... Poor, now, poor guy, who also was on the the new High Council, guy that has no education, barely knows how to do anything except for forge, but he's going to be one of the most, one of the eight most powerful people in the kingdom. Sure, I why mean, not? Like I said, plausibility. I mean, we just, I have it a lot of Daenerys questions. It was decision, so I guess you can't argue it. But. <laughs> a lot of questions about the writing, just the the unexplained reversals and poor writing were just the biggest thing of the. The entire show. As a pop culture fan, we're still talking about our Stark children here. I did groan a little bit because he's always he's George R. R. Martin has always said that the show is kind of based on or the book is a little bit Lord of the Ringsy, and then they just smashed that right over the head with that scene when um, John saying goodbye to to um, Bran and all them, Bran, Sansa, and Arya, yeah. and then he literally gets on a boat and sails off to nowhere. Which is exactly how the third Lord of the Ring, how the Lord of the Rings ends is with Frodo getting on the yeah, boat. Yeah, but at least they're going to the land of the undying. Like, where is John? So they sent him to the wall. Yep, going to the north. And go hang out with his buddy. There really is no. I don't feel like there is a, totally, a Night's Watch. There was like nobody there except the wildlings. Who also? Why was Tormund there? Why had he waited there? Yeah, he should. He said he was going above the wall. Like, why is he still hanging out? It's been it's been a couple of months at least. Who knows? So that was nice to. And how do you know John's coming? That's what I'm saying. How does anyone know anything? Yeah. I mean, at least we had our ghost moment. Yeah, which I guess, oh, man. I, I just had to tell myself that he never said goodbye to ghosts the first time because it hurt him too much, and I just made peace with that. I Yeah, I I guess. was just like that. He couldn't even touch him because he was going to just break down into tears in front of everybody. He couldn't do it. Fine. He sees ghosts again. So then the the finale here, the conclusion He's leading them beyond the wall. Which is he just deserting the Night's Watch again? That's what I'm saying. Like, is there a Night's Watch? Is, I mean, sorry, Grey Worm. I guess you should have just killed him and not let these dummies trust that he was going to be punished. So he's going to just go to the north with his buddies. And actually, he's like smiling at the end. So this is his happy ending? Apparently. Okay. Allegedly. All right. I think that the, uh, okay. with a decent writing team, there's some there's something you could do with the way this series ended going forward. There's a way to bring it back, which I think HBO has in the back of their mind, which is probably the reason that some of this stuff ended the way it did. A little open-ended. Oh, I don't think they'll, they'll bring it back. But answer me this. The biggest reveal of the whole show, the lead up in the books, the fan theories, the blogs, the wikis. So much stuff. So much about that John is actually Aegon Targaryen. He is is Lyanna Stark's child. He is Rhaegal Targaryen's child. He has the rightful claim to the throne. This was the biggest reveal. What did it matter? 
He basically how did it play into anything? Yeah, he basically just got the Aemon Targaryen storyline of just go to the wall and then everybody forgets about you. Like it ended up not really mattering. It didn't matter at all. It was a reveal that meant nothing. I no mean, one, no one tried to put him on the throne. I mean, I guess varies for a second. Also, crazy reversal of character. Now trying to poison the queen. Whatever. Um, well, he think he just saw what was up. He was like this. Girl yeah, but now he was gone. trying to like poison her. That he's he's also, a lot slicker than that. I've seen him. That was a little like the character development. Yeah. Like you just kind of wasted varies there. Like he would have had a much better plan than just let's poison her dinner. I mean, at least I understood. Okay, John was brought back from death because he had to kill the Mad Queen. Sure, like that was his purpose. But there was no point in him being a Targaryen. It meant nothing. No, it didn't mean anything. <laughs> the only thing all. it did was to add the tension that he had a claim to the throne that Daenerys might be a little wary about that gives him the reason to kill her in the first place. But that's the worst reason. Like, him killing her because she was going to kill people, she was going to take over, she was going to become a dictator are honorable reasons. The last one of being like, she might kill you is the worst reason. Like, that one doesn't even fit into Jon's character. No. Like, he shouldn't care about that. He wouldn't. He really would not care about that. They made the whole thing... The whole thing was pointless. And again, another woman dies in his arms the exact same way that Egret did. And I was just like, man, we just, just abused st- John. Yeah, stay away from this guy. He is bad news, man. His life is just terrible. Pretty much, yeah. Now he gets to go live. At least he gets to do what he do, um, does best. He gets to brood and be depressed. Like, that's all John wants to do, and now he gets to do that. I mean, is so he's not coming back to the wall? I do, is he actually like going it. to break his vows and have a family? Is there some sort of happy ending for him? Well, no, he can't have a family because he's uh. But why? He left the wall. He, it's John. He made it. I mean, I was like, okay, he's the new man's raider. So he's that's going possible. to leave. He's going to lead the wildlings. He's going to have a family. <laughs> Obviously, it's gonna get. It's gonna be some nice weather. We saw a little seedling, like that's happening. But I feel like there's a bad story to be told with him becoming like a new Night's King or something. Like if you really wanted to push it, there's something <sighs> to be done there if he goes super north. Because I think they're just doing like a ranging thing. They're gonna be like, what else is up here now that we don't have to worry about White Walkers murdering us if we go too far north? Yeah. Like there's something to be had there, but mm. well, they didn't really do it on the show. I really loved. The show, I mean, enjoyed it so much up until the end, and just I think the pacing, the pacing really killed it, and the they change needed. in Daenerys of again people. Oh, they foreshadowed it. She said some things and did some extreme, extremely justifiable actions in the past. Does not make you evil. It was like, oh, but your genetics one day are gonna pop out and make you totally crazy. Even though, in episode before. She could have just taken this throne that meant everything to her, but she didn't. Mm -hmm. She chose humanity and fought the Night King for the people. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, your friend's dead. What? I'm crazy. Like, oh, I will. I like it's unforgivable to me. Again, she was allowed to end up crazy. That's a cool character change. That's a little thrill of the show. But not the way they did it. It was not justified. They needed more episodes because there's just so much contradictory stuff that happens when you rush through stuff. Like you said, they have the like whiplash of people's motivations in one episode that go completely opposite. You have things like Tyrion being all shocked and upset when she kills the entire town. When he got convicted of that murder, he in his big famous speech, he literally said, I would kill every single person in King's Landing if I had the opportunity. Like, he literally says that during his trial, but now he's like, 
who would ever think about murdering of anybody? Of course, and he used wildfire on people and did all these yeah. things. But again, but that I, didn't mean that they could then do all of these atrocities just because. Oh you no, I'm not using it to justify. I'm just saying that like this is something they kind of forgot about that like these characters said this before. So there's more. If you gave yourself more episodes, more time, you could explore that better and make the make it seem better. Like you could have made Daenerys a really believable bad guy, a really formidable bad guy in this last season. Yeah. I just feel like Benioff and Weiss, they got mad they didn't get to make their racism show about the Confederacy winning the Civil War. And they're like, we're going to make Star Wars now. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, like, we want to get we want to get out of this door as quickly as possible. I think the show just became bigger than what they could handle. I think the episodes yeah. were really huge. I mean, when you watch the behind the scenes, you can't say that they did not put all of themselves into it like the the detail is, is striking and the actors put everything into it but i just think it ended up rushed and they wanted too much to tell in not enough time and it just felt really muddled and it just wasn't executed well and that's yeah. that's just what we get i don't know maybe that maybe they should have switched over to brian cogman in last season and let him just be the showrunner if mm-hmm. they if they were a little distracted with other stuff to do but yeah you know, we're not we're never gonna know unfortunately <sighs> we're not well as we i actually like the season a little bit more than you did i thought it was a fine if lackluster comparison to the rest of the seasons but i didn't really mind the way the story the first up. three episodes i was okay with but after that Got it. Yeah, once the Army of the Dead was gone, it's like, ooh, where do we do it? Yeah, now? it, it kind of lost me. So, what we wanted to do, we obviously ran out of time because of I had what we do. I had to get this show. off my chest so that I can. I mean, I had like two dreams about Game of Thrones last night. I'm happy it's over because it's been just consuming my mind. I was like, I like you too much. Now I'm crazy and I'm probably burning something. And then today we'll hear that the new books are coming out next week or some kind of nonsense. I like that. highly doubt that. We did want to talk about, though, quickly to end the show on. If you just can't bear that you are not going to see these people every Sunday, which we understand, we can recommend uh, some of the best things that these characters are in um, other shows or movies. We won't really have time to describe them, but you should grab them. So I'm just going to say Kit Harrington, your beautiful face I will miss. <laughs> you should definitely grab the movie Testament of Youth. It's a mm-hmm. World War One movie. He plays a soldier. Uh, it has Alicia Vikander. It is a really beautiful film, and it shows a completely different side of him. Oh, okay. uh, it gives him, you know, to really show off some acting chops. So I'm going to just quickly say that one. Can you name someone and something we should check out? Yeah, go watch Amelia Clark in Solo because that movie's not as bad as everybody says it was. It's actually okay. a pretty enjoyable little adventure movie, and she's pretty great in it. So All go right. check that one out. I think I will. Peter Dinklage, you, dink. are, you are wonderful. And the first thing I ever saw him in when I originally fell in love with him was The Station Agent. Um, where oh, he's he, in that, really? Oh, oh, it's wow. wonderful. He, It's like him at a railroad depot, and then Patricia Clarkson in, is in it, and Bobby Carnival. Um, really quirky conversations. It's a deep, beautiful film. It shows, I mean, his full potential. He's an, an extraordinary actor. So nice. Yeah. All right, well, you know what? I'm going to, again, um, beat the drum for Dread with Lena Headey as the bad guy. Everybody likes her as a villain. So I always wanted to see that. So. It is awesome she, and so she's sweet. so and good she's such a good villain in that movie not surprisingly go check out dread guys it's great not judge dread do not watch the short um, okay one. just watch the uh, the carl urban one and you will have a great time um even though rob stark has been gone for a while richard madden is still wonderful and he recently was on a show on netflix called the bodyguard great show it was a really great show he won the golden globe for it um he's extremely gripping in it so 
and he's about to be in the MCU. He's going to be in Marvel's next big franchise. So he's got a whole career is exploding right now. There you go. Check that out. On the other end of the scale, I guess, because she doesn't have a lot of credits, go watch Sophie Turner and X-Men Apocalypse. The movie is terrible. but You did see it? X-Men Apocalypse? Yeah, I saw it, unfortunately. It's out? X, no, well, you're thinking about Dark Phoenix. That's not out yet. Oh, oh See, right. that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's oh. how bad. You got Oscar Isaacs and Sophie Turner in a movie with Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy, and it's just, it's awful. Well, just go check it out because she doesn't have anything else. She's good, though, so she will have many other things. Yeah, she's also, fine in it. with Macy Williams, um, the only thing that she has right now is this movie called The Book of Love, and... It's super, super terrible, so don't see that, but wait for her new show, The New Mutants. That oh, looks like that, that has that potential. movie, if it ever comes out, it's been supposed to come out for two years now. We'll, oh, we'll see. Well, I, I got high hopes for it. You never know. Okay, let's do just a couple, two more here. Uh, Sean Bean, of course. The well, king, of course. Hollywood king of death. You can go see him die in a million different things if you want, but I'm going to recommend where he really kicked off was in GoldenEye, 1995, where he was Alex Trevelyan, 006, The Bad Guy, Ooh. spoiler alert. In one of the best Bond movies, the best Pierce Brosnan Bond movie. So go check that one out because, you know, it's great and he dies. Okay. And that's what Sean Bean does best. And although truly one of the worst redemption stories <laughs> in a show um, would be Jamie Lannister. So Nicolaj Coaster Waldo. Nailed it. Um, is in a film called Shot Caller that the library has. It is very interesting. It is not a perfect film. Um, but he is by far and away the best part of it. It's where he's a stockbroker who's arrested for a DUI accident Sounds and what right. happens to him in jail when he joins this hyper-violent gang. Ooh, uh, you, so you got my attention if you want to see like Andy Dufresne on a crime spree, then this is the thriller for you. Nice. Yeah. Uh, of course I want to <laughs> <Okay>. see that. <laughs> um, Aiden Gillen, if you want to get yourself some Littlefinger, Best way to go do that, go check out The Wire, everybody, if you haven't seen it, from 2004 to 2008. I don't even remember him in it. Oh, he played the crooked mayor, Tommy Carcetti. He is a slimy, slimy politician. Sounds right. Right up his alley doing not a great Boston accent. You want to watch a British guy (laughs) try to do an American um, accent, (laughs) have fun watching Aiden Gillen be his usual self and another slimy politician. Right. Go check him out on that show. As you can see, everybody forgets that he's even on it. But yeah. Guy's been around Such forever. a good show. All right. There are many others, but we're sure that you can find them. The library will have things for you to check out. So if you stop in, ask a librarian. They will direct you to our favorite characters in their new lives. That's right. At all 37 branches of the library and a bookmobile. Beep, so beep. come check them all out. Come get your stuff. We got it for you, everybody. And um, follow us on Twitter at AllBookedUpPod, where I will... I'm for the foreseeable future be complaining about Game of Thrones yeah, and it, my broken your, heart. Yeah, send us your thoughts there. You got a question, we answer all of them. So. We would love it. Okay? I mean, that's it. Are we okay? That's my, my acapella version of it. Why did you stop? It was wonderful. Well, thank you. Usually all right. I get criticism. We need, we need to hug it out because I'm still not okay. <laughs> but thanks so much for listening and truly thank you, Game of Thrones, for you know, bringing us years of entertainment oh, and allowing the, us to debate this. One of the great shows of all time, and I can't wait to read the books in 15 years when they come out. Gonna You're not awesome. going to live through that. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.